0: The reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg, I'm Rob Steele, and we've got stuff. Lots of stuff. And we're going to talk about it, too, because that's what we're here for. wanted to start with a trailer that I saw this week for a new show on the CW called Gotham Knights. Did you watch this one? I did not watch it. You're not really missing that much. Uh, The storyline, as they tell us in the trailer, is Bruce Wayne was killed. As Batman, so everyone now knows, uh oh, and his son I'm sorry, let's back up his son so, Damien, no, it's not Damien, his name's like Mike or something like, okay, sure, anyway, his son is one of four suspects, including Joker's daughter and Bluebird Roe Harper, uh-huh, none of them did it, and they're sprung by Carrie Kelly, who you might remember for as Robin from the Dark Knight Returns, the Frank Miller book that was really good. And they try to clear their names, but it looks like the cops are bad guys and it set them up. And it looks like it has potential, but it's another Batman show without Batman in it. So why are we doing it?
1: Because it's a CW. Um, I'm not going to watch the trailer because I mean, <clears throat> based on your comments, I wouldn't watch the show anyway. So why would I watch a trailer? But even before that, I wasn't going to watch it because I haven't. I haven't watched one. I haven't even watched the trailer for Pennyworth, uh, and, you know, all this. Like I keep said, forgetting
0: Pennyworth exists.
1: All these Batman things, you know, it's like, God, stop it. You know, and I know a lot of people like, I can't remember the name of the show, and I'm sure it'll it'll pop up. Gotham? Or, yeah, the Batman in high school thing, where God, every yep. single arch villain all happens to be going to the same high school. It was like that is so likely. Of course, of course they would all be in exactly the <clears> same. <throat> you know, that's worse than than the freaking Star Wars movies all revolving around one fuck friggin' family story. Is like, come on. You know, there are other people in the universe, and Gotham is more than just a frickin high school. It's such an absurd so stupid it's like I can <laughs> see why you would think about it it's like gonna be really cool is if they all went to high school together and then you think about it it's like oh my god that's so stupid and then you don't do it like holy crap just stop with this crap
0: what uh, everything in a particular universe all revolving around one family did you mention Star Wars by mistake
1: <laughs> there was no mistake we talked about it in pre-pro I did
0: uh, yeah anyway si- since we were here last About 15 new Star Wars shows have been announced, which is just ridiculous. None of them are starring Karan Horn or Mara Jade, so I don't care anymore, he says. And 10 minutes after I wrote that down, they announced Star Wars Visions Volume 2 next spring. Fine. That, but nothing else. Stop.
1: Star Wars Visions was really good. You know, I kind of wish they would stop with Obi-Wan at this point before it just gets so bad.
0: I I would have liked liked them to have stopped before they started at this point. Uh, Yeah, we're going to talk about the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. We're going to give him his midterm report card because mercifully, it's half over already. And I'm sorry, from the first shot, the first shot in this, the Stormtroopers blaster bolts were blue. No, they're red. (laughs) They've always been red. You screwed it up on the first shot, and it go. I think it goes downhill from there. I mean, in that yeah. first scene where you've got the, the Jedi protecting the younglings from Order 66, where all the stormtroopers turn on all the Jedi, we've seen that. Thank you. Anyway, shouldn't the Jedi have felt some kind of disturbance in the Force? Because no. she leaves the room, and look at all the troopers there shooting all of the Jedi.
1: No, the Jedi don't. Uh, behave like Jedi at all in in, endlessly in this show I I will say I do want to say Ewan McGregor is excellent because he's Ewan McGregor yeah he's terrific but he's basically the only good thing in the show he's the only reason I'm still watching it because at this point it's like they've never seen a Star Wars movie or a movie or I God, there's so many bad things that to do this. Is it entertaining? Yes, it's entertaining, but in a mindless bubblegum way. And okay. You know, that's okay, but there are so many parts to this that just pull me out of it and and remind me that, oh, I'm watching entertainment because look how this character unnecessarily does a front flip while she's running. And they show it in slow-mo because, ooh, look how cool that looks. Let's just ignore the fact that it slows her down in her pursuit of Obi-Wan. It's stupid, and there's so many things like that in this show.
0: I'm not blaming the actors or actresses for this. Right. And I, I'm actually going to say Moses Ingram is doing a really good job of, of a bad guy. I like how <laughs> she's doing. I don't particularly care for the way they did Vader.
1: I don't get why – I, I mean – Maybe we'll see as it progresses in the second half, but why is Ryan Christensen in this? Sorry, who? Oh, okay. <clears throat> why is he in this? <laughs> I haven't I clue. mean you, you, you see him under heavy makeup like twice. From, but it's not I mean, he, You, you can't tell his covered. Yeah. It's not his voice. James Earl Jones is back at the age of 91, which is awesome, doing Darth Vader's voice, which is awesome, but it's a guy walking around in a suit. I mean, so far, I mean, at this point, it's like a publicity stunt that they brought him back, which is like, I'm, I'm happy he's getting work. I'm happy he gets to work with a director who understands how to direct actors because the actors, for the most part, are pretty good in this. It's just the yeah. writing got awful. But why did they even bring him back? <laughs> like I, was the, what, what was the point of that so far? It's just really strange.
0: It's oh, it feels maybe. more like a Mission Impossible, a really slow Mission Impossible episode set in the Star Wars universe.
1: Yeah, it's there are that, so many poor decisions hmm. by so many characters which would not have made these stupid decisions. And like you said, the force fails. They, it doesn't work the way it should in this in this show. And it's just and it's within the logic of this universe. And. They forget to apply it correctly.
0: Over logic.
1: And, and I'm sorry. Over. Did you throw.
0: No, hang on a minute. You you said logic. One of the things that yeah. people are upset about is, well, actually there's two things that people are upset about. One is uh, recasting. They said there would be no recasting before Kenobi start. And actually it should be called Kenobi, not Obi-Wan Kenobi, just Kenobi. We'll figure it out. Cause he doesn't call himself Obi-Wan. He calls himself Ben in this series anyway. Yeah. They said no recasting would be done. And then people got all upset that they recast Leia because in this series, she's 10 years old, which
1: means (laughs) Carrie Fisher would be a bit old for the
0: part. And she's also a bit dead. She can't do that right now.
1: Someone is actually upset about about that. They recast that part. Are they
0: there's a a whole big thing on it on uh, uh, Reddit. Uh,
1: Well, okay. now, I will say that the performance of the young actress, I don't particularly care for it. No. Every time she's in a scene, I think, oh, look, there's a little girl playing a character in a show. To me, I mean, it's just – it's like watching a kid. And, and I know she's a kid, but it's like watching a kid in a school play. It's like, oh, look how cute she is pretending to be this person. I mean, there are excellent child actors. I don't get it from her. And again, nothing against the child, but she comes across as someone playing the part rather than the part.
0: Well, okay. even the kidnapping of Leia thing, which is the whole premise of of Kenobi to they kidnapped Leia to. uh, What lure out Obi-Wan so uh, Moses Ingram's character can kill him. Fine, whatever. But it does. Th- I'm wondering if they're going to make yet another special edition of Star Wars because now that hologram at the beginning is going to have to be changed to You helped my father during the Clone Wars, and perhaps you even remember rescuing me from Flea or the Red Hot Chili Peppers a while back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Flea was fun. Um... Yeah. And can, can, we, can we do a little bit of a spoiler? I really feel like doing a little bit of a spoiler because this is what pisses me off the most about this. Uh, it, this show is literally getting worse episode by episode. Yeah. So, the latest episode, Vader finally shows up. Well, he showed up in the previous episode, but he shows up like in this full glory. This he's
0: actually part. there with everybody else.
1: <clears throat> and he is on the planet and he's chasing Obi Wan and he's torturing him and he's got him in this pit of fire. And he's just reveling, which is cool. It's like, ah, he's going to make him suffer the way he suffered. And Obi-Wan gets rescued because, of course, he's going to get rescued because they're only halfway through. But the person who rescued him so there's a wall of fire. And for some reason now, now Vader, whose force powers are so strong that he threw obi-wan i don't know what 20 feet when he was 30 or 40 feet away from him he can't even find him because of the wall of flames and he escapes it's like are you kidding me vader's got this amazing suit he can't walk through the flames he can't jump over the flames it's like oh he got away because there's a wall of flames and we can't possibly get around it because it circles the entire planet i don't think it really did
0: Mm -hmm. i think they ran out of budget is why they didn't do it
1: Writing is so freaking awful in this because, you know, it's a, oh, let's do it this way. Like, yeah, if this was just a normal person, okay. and they powers that you just showed that he had, you just showed that he had those powers a few minutes ago. Now, miraculously, he can't do anything about it. He's helpless against the wall of six foot flames. It's like, it's so... Damned, stupid. It's so poorly written. Jesus. I, I mean, I I really don't understand. I really, really don't understand how they can come up with Mandalorian, which is so well done, and then look at this script for this. Not the same producers necessarily, but it's the same company. And, and check off the boxes. Yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's like it's over and over and over in this show. It doesn't play it's not logical within the framework of what they've created. That's what pisses me off. That's mm. why it's so damned bad.
0: I did find uh, one one very, very brief, good thing in episode two. <laughs> Allegedly that there now there was a little boy and his mom who needed to be transported off planet so they met with a fake Jedi, ooh, a spoiler. You know when you see him anyway. And he smuggles them off planet. Fine. If you look at the credits, which admittedly someone else did and posted it on Facebook and it went, oh, and then I looked at the credits. Um, Apparently, the little boy's name is Koran. And the woman's name is Nish, which is Koran Horn's mom's name. That means that's Koran Horn. Son of a bitch. Michael Stackpole's best character finally got put on a screen. Now, make a series out of him when he's grown up, you son of a of bitches. He, he's a great character and who got retconned in the Disney bo- uh, takeover. And that, that's there's my a, highlight of the series.
1: There's a lot to like in this series. There really is. There's a lot to like in this series. But the fact
0: The that story they, is not stupid, one of them.
1: <laughs> stupid, stupid mistakes like that is what pisses me off. Because this could have been great. And instead, yeah. they keep on doing idiotic things
0: Blue that balls.
1: Don't that don't make any sense. The Inquisitor who's chasing him, f- f- fifth sister, who's been chasing Obi-Wan through the whole thing. That's the second episode when she almost catches him and he gets away. And the only reason he gets away is because she decides she's going to stop and have an argument with the Grand Inquisitor and kill him instead of, I don't know, catch Obi-Wan first and then do it. No, let me let me take care of this personal grudge first because I don't want you taking credit. I don't know, maybe we should actually actually capture the guy we've been chasing across the galaxy and then kill this other guy. It, it's stuff years. like that. Just so damned stupid. And they it it's just crappy plot devices because they're freaking lazy or I think I've used the word once or twice, stupid. That's what's so frustrating is my God, do a better job with the script. And they're not, and it's, in, I guess, infuriating because it, all it is is just crappy plot devices to keep the story moving.
0: You want oh, to talk almost about-
1: got Obi-Wan. Oh, he got away. It's like, come on. Like, I can see him almost being captured and almost getting away, but do it in a creative way that makes sense within the context of the universe that's been built for <clears throat> decades now. It's
0: speaking so of dumb. oh oh, speaking of things that should have gone better and could have gone better. I want to talk about a movie called Underworld. (laughs) Because it it could have been really good. I am of course referring to the 2003 movie starring Kate Beckinsdale, Michael Sheen, Bill Nighy, and a bunch of other people I could mention, but those are the big three names for the film. Let me tell you the plot. It's a war in modern, I think it's Germany, uh, between vampires, which is Beckinsdale and Nighy, And they're fighting against the lichens, which is short for lycanthropes or werewolves. Even though lycanthropes can actually turn into things other than wolves, they just kind of go, you know what, we're going to go with lichens in this. And if you think this sounds like, uh, what's the sparkly vampire name movie? Twilight. Yeah, this came first. Anyway, as you might expect, this film has a lot of really good action if you don't look too closely at it. (laughs) <laughs> now, yes, it's from 2003, but most of the effects stand up pretty good, especially when you compare them to things like Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon, Sh- <coughs> Raccoon City. City. Um, but what I mean, if you're not looking too closely at the film is, well, here's my two biggest annoyances with it. One, there's a scene where the vampires are trying to track down a werewolf in these underground tunnels. Might be sewers. I can't really tell because they don't say. Anyway, there's a tunnel that is really, really dark. And the vampire points his gun. Yeah, they have guns. Both sides have been building anti-other side weapons like silver bullets or phosphorescent uh, sun-like filled bullets that make vampires fall apart. Anyway, he points his gun at the tunnel and tries to see if there's a werewolf down that tunnel. But he can't, because it's too dark. Well, Sparky, you've got an infrared scope on that big rifle. I can see it from here. Why don't you use it? (laughs) But he doesn't, and he gets killed. That's not really much of a spoiler, because he's a minor character anyway. But, two there's a scene again in an underground bit where a group of five or six lichens are on one end of a tunnel and five or six vampires are on the other end of the tunnel, except Kate Beckinsdale, our main character who is standing in the middle of the tunnel. No one gets hit with anything. (laughs) Oh, Oh, hang on a minute. Did I mention that if she stretches her arms out to the side, she can touch both sides of the tunnel you'd be hard pressed to drive a smart car down this thing and no one gets shot in this scene. So the magic bullets that are, you know, the phosphorescent sun thing or the silver bullets also have like, maybe they, they've taken something from wanted and all of the bullets are curving without them knowing it. Maybe that's it. I'm like, that could be a- anyway, here's my review. It's, it's a, it's a fairly good story. Which is that the lichens are trying to crossbreed lichens with vampires and make the ultimate weapon to stop the war. And his name is Michael, and they say his name a lot. There is some intrigue, there is some action where the uh where guns are nothing. But they, you know, they're pretty looking guns. But uh anyway, there's some good hand-to-hand combat in this. Beckinsdale and Sophia miles look great in this and let's face it this movie is aimed at young men so objectifying women's happens in that kind of thing and i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying it happens the two of them look really good in this movie anyway as it is it's slow in places it's mostly kind of fun to watch it's currently on hbo max or dvd or blu-ray or you can download it from amazon or you can you know scrap the whole thing and Watch one of the movies that Todd watched this week, because I heard they're better than what I got. Yeah,
1: I did see a couple movies. I was going to go do a triple feature, as we talked about in Pre-Pro again, hi, Ted. And I thought, you know what? There's too many COVID cases. It's on the rise again, especially when I live. So I did not go to the movies, because that would be a bad thing. But I watched first from 2020, Unhinged, which really went under the radar. Starring Russell Crowe. It's unusual for a Russell Crowe movie to not get much. Fanfare? Bang. Fanfare. There you go. That Century Fox thing that I don't think it was a Fox film. Anyway, he plays a gentleman who is, surprised, somewhat unhinged. He <gasps> has had a very, very bad day, as he tells another character. And... There's a little bit of a road rage incident where he cuts her off and she haunts it or he just sits at a rather he hits at a sits at a red light and she lays on the horn and just lays on the horn. And he takes exception to it and he demands an apology while they're in their vehicles. And. She just says, no, I'm not going to apologize. And he decides he's going to show her what a really bad day looks like. Now, this is after he's already killed his ex and her current partner because he's unhappy they don't really go into why he is unhappy other than uh, he's divorced and he lost his job and that's it but so it's kind of like falling down but it but it like hits i
0: was i just looked that up another name
1: into falling down (laughs) (laughs) so there's not a whole lot of characterization but in a way it's good because it just jumps right into the story so it jumps right into the story so basically he pursues this woman and tries to give her a really, really bad day. He gets possession of her phone. So then he knows all of her contacts and the addresses and then he decides, oh, I'm going to go kill your friend. I'm going to go kill your family, et cetera, et cetera. So it turns into much more than a road rage flick. And of course, you know, there's an eventual confrontation. Is it entertaining? Yes, it's entertaining. It's just a popcorn flick. Russell Crowe is... He's good in it. He doesn't really have to do a whole lot acting in it. He basically just walks around and kills people. And he's, I mean, it's, I I, I like the way he portrays the character because he's, he doesn't ever come across as some maniacal grinning fiend or anything like that. He doesn't, he doesn't really have, only really has a couple of intense scenes, but it's not over the top at all. He's, typically fairly calm and controlled and to me it works really well in the in the in the role is is there a lot of depth to this no there there isn't but if you just want to watch a thriller there's no real big surprises or twists to it but it's well done it's well filmed it it's it's a decent watch for sure it's far better than some of the crap that i've watched recently like venom let there be carnage or something like that you know it just tried to be this Action thriller, nothing it's nothing major, no huge set scene, no huge scenes, of massive explosions and all this other stuff. It's just suspense. What's going to happen? You basically know what's going to happen, and you're basically right, but that's okay because it's well done. Popcorn flick, it's worth a couple hours. It's on Amazon Prime. Russell Crowe is always fun to watch. Boom, there you go. The other popcorn flick I watched actually just came out this year. Says Sandra Bullock, always reliable Channing Tatum, surprisingly always reliable when he first like broke into film I thought, eh, who cares about this guy he's actually very, very funny, He does a really good job and Brad Pitt is in this too in a supporting role, which I love the fact that Brad Pitt just doesn't understand that he's a movie star he thinks he's a character actor like, yeah, you know, I think I'll t- take this little part in this movie, this sounds like this will be fun it's like, you do you, buddy Sandra Bullock is a romance novelist, and she's on a book tour, and she's tired of doing the book tour. She's tired of the, her characters, and she's stuck on this book tour with the cover model – that's Channing Tatum – of her books. So basically think Fabio from back in the day. If you remember the guy, he did, I can't believe it's not butter. That guy. the Massive flowing. I can't believe
0: dad. it's not butter. Splay. And he, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> ran his face into a goose on a roller coaster
1: and she and she runs <laughs> very true. sorry she she runs she runs into or actually she is kidnapped speaking of kidnapped damsels in distress she's kidnapped by a gentleman who believes that this fabulous lost object that she wrote about in her, in one of her novels is true and that she has ideas as to where it be, could be located because she is a frustrated historian who couldn't get work in her field so she decided to write romance novels because that's how she could make money, which sadly is probably absolutely true. Yeah. Anyway, Daniel Radcliffe is the bad guy, kidnaps her, forces her. To think, think Elon Musk with better facial, with facial hair, basically as he was playing. And mm-hmm. she goes off on the hunt to try to find this artifact, or she has to decode these somewhat like hieroglyphics, and it's not completely. All, all there, but he's not satisfied with it. Channing Tatum manages to tag along, chase her, try to hunt her down. He enlists the help of his personal trainer, who is named Jack the Trainer, which is very funny, which is Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt specializes in rescues. Brad Pitt is is the guy that Channing Tatum wishes he was, because he's just a cover model, and he, he realizes that, whereas Brad Pitt is this just amazing, like within the context of this, like a real life superstar, amazing dude who can do anything. uh Lots of funny scenes, as you would expect, with three actors who are actually very good at comedy, especially Sandra Bullock. And then she's looking at Brad Pitt at one point and she says, Why are you so handsome? And he says, Oh, my father was a weatherman, which is such a good line. Um, <laughs> but then Brad Pitt is kind of pushed off to the wayside and it's up to Channing Tatum to try to rescue her. And that's what the, the film is all about. Lots of – someone had <clears throat> had said this is basically like Romancing the Stone, Blight, or – which a lot of people won't even remember that film because I'm surprised how forgotten those two movies are, the Romancing the Stone and the Jewel of the Nile. But fun movies with Michael Douglas way back in the day. Uh, that's basically what there is. They're just – this is just a fun adventure The Perils of Pauline kind of thing. Uh, Google it. It's like, yeah, this was out in the 20s and 30s. And then not the 2020s either. But definitely uh, it's very entertaining, very fun. It does have a few surprises and twists along the way. Definitely a worthwhile, definitely a worthwhile entertaining flick. This is on Paramount+. Plus. So if you have Paramount+, Plus. There you go. You're all set. And it's available for streaming for, you know, everything. If you want to rent it, buy it, whatever you want to do. Uh, Unhinged is on Prime and Obi-Wan. God knows why you would want to watch it. But if you're going to, it's on Disney Plus, of course. Yeah. Of the three, I actually like The Lost City. And again, it's not over the top. It's like, oh, my God, what an amazing movie. It's not. But it's entertaining. It's fun. It's all it's meant to do is to entertain you, and it does that See better than some stuff we've talked about today.
0: You beat me to it because that is actually on my list of things to do for next week's show. Yeah, I I, I make a list. I was going to watch Lost City and do that next week.
1: Yeah, that's good. Well, you should still do it, and then you can say, wow, you're stupid. That was a terrible show.
0: (laughs) Depends on whether or not my wife wants to watch it, too. Oh, that's just,
1: yeah, one of those. I'm sure she'll watch it, but I, that to, to me, that's the best thing about, about the movie. Seriously, and it's a really, it is a really fun movie, but the fact that Brad Pitt will take these relatively small roles and make fun of his image over and over and over I don't mean just in this film, but it just in general I love that about the guy because he he refuses to just be what what he could be you know he's he, he, he he's, he's like yeah i'm not gonna be this glamorous handsome i mean he can't help it because that's what he looks like because after all his father was a weatherman but he <laughs> takes these character roles and it's just it's so awesome that he just he just wants to be an actor instead of a movie star which is very very cool very very cool indeed which makes me want to see Bullet Train even more, which is coming, I believe, this month. So it looks like it'll be fun.
0: Ooh, it's June! I forgot.
1: Yeah, it's June. There's a lot of good stuff coming.
0: You know, we're welcoming welcome to the summer, where you know what? It's gonna be hot outside because that's what it does during summer. You know what else is outside? COVID. Yeah. Stay away from that. Stay inside inside is good for you. Stay inside and stream them. Captain, we're losing power in the warp engine. I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am very
1: disappointed! Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone that's the end.